As Gary was praying, especially about Algeria, I was reminded once afresh that when we come to the Lord's table, we are coming to the God who is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Just as much today as uh, when they came for communion back in the time of Exodus, and we can comfort and encourage our hearts in that. Now, I think all of us are pretty familiar with uh, the various regulations concerning the Lord's table, uh, that this is uh, a sacrament that's uh, within the jurisdiction of the church, but we're not always consistent with that, and I've titled the communion meditation today, Do Not Bar Yourself. And I'm going to be looking at the chief passage that people use to bar themselves from communion, either permanently or temporarily. It's Matthew 5 and verses 23 through uh, 25. I'll look a little bit at 1 Corinthians 11 as well because there's a scripture there that people sometimes use. And even though this passage is not a passage that we can use to bar ourselves from the Lord's table, it's a wonderful passage that deals with the importance of uh, uh, asking forgiveness, being granted forgiveness, reconciliation. So I could uh, just as easily have titled this, Do Get Reconciled Before You Partake. Uh, But it's Matthew 5, 23 through 24. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and I'm just going to stop there for a moment and explain what's going on there. When they brought their gift to the altar, they were bringing a sacrifice to the temple. It could have been a bull or a sheep or a goat. And we no longer bring bulls and sheep and goats uh, to the altar because Jesus, the final sacrifice, uh, was given. And all that's left for us to do is to partake of the communion meal, the fellowship that God has ushered us into as a result of that sacrifice. So there is a sense in which there's not a 100% one-to-one parallel between that passage and what we do today. But because there was always a communion meal that was associated with those sacrifices, I'm going to grant the point and say, yes, there is a parallel, and this is relevant to the Lord's table. So let me read that again. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Now, I've known people who have barred themselves from the Lord's table Sunday after Sunday after Sunday because they've gotten in a fight with their wife or they've said harsh words against their children, and they feel guilty, and they realize 1 Corinthians 11 says, if you partake of the Lord's table unworthily, you're going to be eating judgment to yourself. They don't want judgment, so they bar themselves. But there are two exegetical mistakes that they make about this particular passage here. The first mistake that they make is thinking that they are waiting until the next communion meal to come. I want you to notice here that he doesn't take the bull or the sheep back home with him. He leaves it there at the altar. It's tied up at the altar. And why does he leave it tied up at the altar? It's because he wants to sacrifice that bull that day, probably within 15 minutes or so. Uh, he wants to get it done as quickly as possible, get back and sacrifice and go uh, to communion. And so he's uh, not skipping communion. In fact, these priests might have been rather irritated with him. What are you doing leaving your bull here? We've got a whole lineup of people who want to sacrifice their animals and have communion as well. This is a showstopper. 
Uh, This would have been very inconvenient. And Jesus is saying, I want you to be so concerned about reconciliation before you come to the Lord's table that even if it irritates the priest, even if it inconveniences a whole bunch of people, you're going to go and you're going to get that uh, taken uh, care of immediately. And so this is not an authorization to bar yourself from communion. Let me give you a modern parallel or analogy that I think is more to the point of what Jesus is talking about. Uh, I usually try to get uh, squared away before I even come to the worship service on Sunday morning. There have been the rare times where I've had to lean over to uh, Kathy or to my kids and ask for for forgiveness. A couple of times, I think, where I've asked for forgiveness of one of you and dealt with that. But there was a really embarrassing time uh, at the previous church where I was leading the whole service and the Spirit of God suddenly brought incredible conviction that I had offended a brother. Actually, it was one of the other elders in the church. And so I said, okay, Lord, I ask your forgiveness for that, and I'll deal with that. No, that was not enough. He just kept bringing that conviction into my life. I needed right then and there to go and get that dealt with because I could tell there was this alienation between this elder and myself. So I stopped the worship service. I went and asked forgiveness of my brother. He granted it. I came back, started the worship service again, explained what had gone on. That was incredibly embarrassing because I should have dealt with that long before I came to the worship service. But I think that is more analogous. That's the kind of urgency that we need to have to deal with issues, with sins, with broken relationships before we come uh, to the Lord's table. To bar yourself from the Lord's table is actually the opposite of such urgency. That's procrastinating. That's saying, okay, I'll deal with it sometime this next week, and then next week I'll come to the Lord's table. That's not the kind of urgency Christ is talking about. He's talking about something embarrassing, really inconvenient. We need to get it dealt with uh, right away. Now, I have had other occasions where I knew that the Spirit of God was convicting me, that I needed to get something reconciled, but there wasn't the person in the congregation. I couldn't go and get reconciled. And so what I did is I asked forgiveness of the Lord, and I made a vow to the Lord. Lord, as soon as this service is over, I'm going to go and seek to get reconciled with that person. Now, I still did not bar myself from the Lord's table, and the reason is I do not believe I am authorized to bar myself uh, from the Lord's table. So I gave the vow before we partook, and I, I did partake. Uh, we can't even temporarily bar myself. Let me give you some scriptures along this line. Exodus 12:16, in connection with the Lord's table, says, everyone must eat. It's not an option. Leviticus 23 and verse 6 says, you must eat. Deuteronomy 12, verse 18 says, you must eat. 1 Corinthians 11:17 gives only two options. Only two options. Eating for the better, eating for the worse. It does not give the option of not eating. Uh, It does not give the believers the option of excommunicating or barring themselves from the Lord's table. God has put that jurisdiction, that authority, squarely in the hands of the, the elders as a body. In fact, I as an elder, I can't just individually say, okay, I guess I'm going to bar myself from the Lord's table. I don't have the authority to do that. It's a church court authority to bar people permanently or temporarily 
uh, from the Lord's table. And here is more to the point. You parents do not have the authority to bar your children from the Lord's table if the elders have brought them into communion. We have seen parents upset with their children saying, you can't partake of the Lord's table today. It's not within your jurisdiction to give or to withhold the Lord's table from your children. That's something that God has given to the elders. Now, here's what I think you should do. You should tell your kids, come with me. You're going to be talking to the elders, and the elders will give your children a stern talking to and say, you know what? You are eating judgment to yourself. And uh, this is something you need to repent of right now. That needs to be happening a lot more. But really, we need to realize this is a church jurisdiction. It's not a family jurisdiction uh, issue. And so 1 Corinthians 11.28 says, Yes, we need to examine ourselves before we partake. But it doesn't give the option of not examining yourself and not partaking. And then in the, in the next ver- verse, well, actually a couple verses later, verse 31, it says, if you eat unworthily, you're going to bring judgment to yourself. But he doesn't say, okay, you have the option of not eating and not bringing judgment to yourself. Let me read you some of the scriptures from 1 Corinthians 11 of when you should be eating. Verse 17 says, when you come together. Verse 18, whenever you come together. Verse 20, when you come together in one place. Verse 33, whenever you come together. And what did Jesus say at the Last Supper? This is in uh, Matthew 26, verse 27. Jesus said, drink from it, all of you. All of you. Okay, they didn't have an option not to drink. And I, I don't think you could get a clearer example of what I'm talking about that all of us must eat than the fact that Jesus dipped the bread into the wine and he gave the sacrament, the Lord's table, to Judas, knowing full well that Judas would be eating this meal to his judgment. You see, Judas had not been formally excommunicated from the church, so he didn't have any option. The only options open to him were eating to blessing, eating to judgment. All of us must eat. That's something that's very clear in the Old and the New Testaments, and so we can't think we're going to avoid judgment by not partaking of the Lord's table. The Corinthians were not judged because they ate at the Lord's table. They were judged because they failed to repent of their sin while they ate of the Lord's table. There's a big difference between those two. And so that brings up the whole question of partaking worthily. Partaking worthily does not mean you partake without sin, or not a one of us could partake of the Lord's table. John Calvin says that we come worthily to the Lord's table, not because we are good, but because we recognize our goodness comes from God alone. We come worthily to the Lord's table, not because we are strong, but because we recognize how desperately weak we are. We need His strength. Lord, I keep falling into sin, and I've confessed this sin, and I need Your strength to get over this sin. This is a meal of sanctification, right? And so how do if we bar ourselves, how are we going to be sanctified? And uh, he, he, Calvin says that we, <clears throat> we are coming worthily not because we are satisfied with ourselves. In fact, I can guarantee you, if you are satisfied with yourself, you are coming to the Lord's table unworthily. Okay? When we come worthily, we have a holy dissatisfaction with ourselves and we hunger for the Lord. We thirst for the Lord. We desire more of the Lord uh, within ourselves. 
Now, if you don't have that hunger for the Lord and you don't sense that need for Him, yeah, you're partaking unworthily and the Lord's going to use this meal as a loving act of discipline in your life to bring you to the place where you do hunger for Him. You do need Him because he says many people in Corinth were sick. Some had even died. Uh, It's a serious thing to partake. But this meal not only communicates blessing, it communicates judgment to God's people when they do not reconcile themselves as they ought. And so if there is somebody here this morning that you know you have a broken relationship with, here's what I would encourage you to do based on the passage that we talked about. As we line up for the meal, tap them on the shoulder and say, brother, could we go out in the hallway? I need to talk to you about something. Get reconciled. And even though you have had sin this very morning, you can come to the Lord's uh, table for blessing and not for discipline. And that's what we want for you. In fact, really, this meal is not primarily bad news. (laughs) Some people treat this meal as bad news. They come with trembling. No, this meal is good news, primarily. And uh, when we come, God's uh, assurance to us is that he welcomes sinners who hate their sin, who cast their sins at the feet of Jesus, who want to deal with their sin, who want to be sanctified. So if you have repented of your sin this morning, please come. If you haven't, Come, but do it after you've gotten reconciled, okay? That's the whole point. You don't earn your right to the table. You come cleansed in the blood of the one, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has earned the right for you. Amen? Let's pray.